Welcome back to Hour 2 of Freedom Speak with Becca Murray and Stella. Stella's out on assignment today. I got Derek Scott in the studio filling in. Roger that, hello. I got our special guest, Shirley Yermayahu, in here. Still here. (laughs) She is our expert on everything Israel today. I, uh, I want to talk a little bit about how it is that Israel was taken so off guard by this attack. Now, one thing you're constantly always hearing about is their fence that that they have and their border wall, which I've actually seen uh, some pictures of this fence, and it doesn't really look like that tough of a fence. I mean, our border wall in comparison, the border wall that we have is much better. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty impenetrable. I mean, Mm -hmm. you would not... uh, get through it like they did. What they have in Israel is an actual fence. Now, I from my research, I found an interesting fact about the fence. Supposedly, if they were to build a wall, that would be considered illegal. Illegal, yeah. Right, illegal. Right. So, so they have to have a fence yeah. mm-hmm. instead. And so this fence is really, wasn't really so impenetrable. And I know, Shirley, you and I talked about this the other day, that you know, how this wokeism has creeped into the Israeli military. I know I've talked about it in this country nor- numerous times in which they seem to be more concerned with uh, the big social experiment and making sure that they let, you know, that they're sensitive and, and they let they make sure that they let everybody in because they don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. They want to make sure that anybody that wants to get into the military in the United States can get in. It doesn't matter about the actual mission of the military. And you were saying that that same sort of thing is going on in Israel, correct? Right. Actually, um the IDF was a pioneer in assimilating, yes. Uh, By the way, on the acronym IDF, that stands for Israeli Defense Force. Yes. Yes, okay. Um, the tra- transgender people that they want to to serve. There is no restriction of who serves in, in the military, they can only be denied based on medical issues. Okay. How, however, um, yes, the Israeli military was one of the pi- the pioneers of the the experiment. In two thousand sixteen, there was the first transgender person to 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 serve. Um, it was actually a girl. She went into service, and um, during the first month, um, she talked with one of the officers, and she said, well, I actually, I feel like a man, and I would like to be a man. How do we go about this? So from this point point on, uh, the ball start, started to roll. At, unfortunately, the military, they sponsored the transition in any way possible. Oh, they paid for it? Yes. See, that's that's where I have a problem, okay? I believe... you know, I believe that anybody that wants to serve in the military should be allowed to serve in the military, providing they can qualify to 
serve in the position that they want to serve in. Right, so, and they all pass the same test right. equally. Same thing. You know, Sorry. whether you're a woman or a man or whatever, pass there's the a test. physical test yeah. that has to be passed. Yep. And I don't care what you are. I don't care what you uh, are. You need to pass, you that, physical pass test. that physical test. And you have to uh, behave in a professional way while yeah, you're serving. Agreed. So if you can do all of that, if you can pass the test and you can professionally, uh, your conduct is professional yeah. while you're serving right. as you would expect to, do, to be as a soldier in the military. But this whole thing about the military, uh, basically people signing up so that they can have the military and, and essentially the taxpayer pay for their transition. I am not for that at all. No. Not at I. all. Um, yeah. So now they are more busy in making the majority of the soldiers accepting and helping with the integration of the strange ones than doing actual training. So by, by trying to make them more sensible to one's needs, they are desensitized desensitizing them from the real thing so the whole that's my belief the whole dei concept is is alive and well in israel apparently diversity equity and inclusion everybody has to be included oh yes and if you can't pass the test well that would just be unfair for us to uh, to um not include you uh gender studies were included as um majors in universities um they actually they removed the Bible studies from from schools, but they introduced gender studies. studies. Uh, so and, you know, wait. So they removed social- the Bible study, which yes. means the kids aren't learning the history of Israel. No. Ugh. No. So they they don't get to learn in school about King David and Moses and Elijah and the prophets, the kings. Uh, they don't get to learn about God at all. That's but terrible. they but they will learn and they will be encouraged. They will get extra credit if they are going to do an an activity that involves the Palestinian integration Uh, in the past 10 years it has been a ridiculous movement in schools in universities in general in in culture musicians they are um, doing um, collaborations with Palestinian artists which is not a bad thing but living in, in Israel, there is one thing that we've learned the hard way. They can be your friends while you face them. As soon as you turn, they will they stab you. They will stab you. you in the back, yeah. yeah. So there is no way to establish... As those children we saw in the road, right. like you were talking about, playing the there game of stabbing. There is no stabbing. way to establish a pattern of trust because they will betray your trust in a moment. It's the same line that we take here with the 2A issue mm-hmm. is like we can't compromise because they don't we've tried to offer in this state um, I've been up with a lot of the all the acronym gun 
people that we've gone up with. And, you know, I represent people with disabilities usually because we don't have an organization. I kind of am the organization, mm-hmm. actually. It's, it's kind of a bummer. But, like, I try to represent people with disabilities and their right to carry. And, yeah, so we go up there and it's the same argument. It's like they won't listen to us. They're not going to help us. They're not going to maybe come our way a little bit. They, no, they're totally shut down from any ideology of what we have or even just listening to it. It's not like, hey, I'm not asking him to believe in all of it, but I'm asking him to listen to it and think logically and think that maybe I have a point to make, you know? And so that's the problem, you know, with the far left also. We do have people in the Democratic Party that are willing to listen that are coming even over to the Republican Party or Independent Party. Um, but there's a big swath of them that just don't want to they're totally shut off they're like we call it echo chamber Mm -hmm. they're watching only msnbc so they only get one view they you know there's actual studies that prove that republicans that uh independents and some you know uh democrats it shows like what news they watch and like you know, so the independents and the Republicans watch a more balanced news. They look at the left, they look at the right, they kind of look at the center. But the left, only like, you know, small swath of a couple of channels and a couple of news agencies. Well, you know, think about think about this. We were just talking about the indoctrination going on in Palestine. I mean, that's the equivalent of what's going on in Palestine. Yeah. You know, these kids, they're receiving indoctrination, a very, very narrow scope of indoctrination in which they are raised to hate and to become future jihadists. Right, yeah. And socialists. And socialists. Or communists, really. Communists. And, And this is what we're warning against going on in this country this is why a lot of parents in this country have yeah, been, have up, been and rising up have been yeah. rising up and yeah. speaking out in school board meetings yeah. and then the biden administration refers to them as domestic terrorists oh yeah you i've know. been uh, you know by biden's by biden's standard i'm i'm a domestic terrorist in a lot of different directions yeah yeah you know well, I'm sure my opening uh, my yet, opening monologue today I, would be considered uh, hate, yeah, hate speech hate in speech. some way. But yeah, but yeah. here's the thing: it's what's so funny is all the work that I've done. You know, some of it's been noticed, some of it hasn't. Here in this state, to try to keep the peace and try to keep things so they're civil, and then we have discussion, which. You know, when you think would be the wrong way to go, I still think it's the right way. You know, it's the, I like, you know, Reagan, carry a big stick, right? But walk softly, right? You know, so you don't go in pounding on people saying, think it my way. But I still carry a big stick and, and come in softly and say, well, hey, hold on, you know? But yeah, it's it's so funny because that's, we're all supposedly terrorists, just like the J6 thing. We're all supposedly terrorists. Yeah, yeah. You know, now they're saying, uh, you know, the FBI is investigating, which I think is actually a farce because I know a lot, some FBI, I haven't heard of this. And so I think, again, they're using the word FBI and they're using the FBI to say, well, we're going to have them look into these Trumpers and they're all terrorists, you know, and it's like, really, is the FBI going to do that? No, because the FBI is realizing that if they continue that line, 
they're going to be gone. Yeah. They've already been told they'll lose the money and that now there's a big movement to shut them down. So the FBI is really walking back a lot of this stuff. Oh, I mean, there are, there are a lot of people out there that are talking about disbanding the FBI. There are yep. presidential candidates presidential out there talking candidates. about, yep. uh, t- t- you know, getting disbanding the FBI, reassigning them all yep. to offices around the country, yep. eliminating the Washington, D.C. office, which yep. I think actually which I think would be that a great would idea. Be the great idea. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I even heard another talk show host a while back talking about how we need to really make an example of the FBI. We need to literally uh, fire everybody in that building in Washington, D.C., and we need to bring the bulldozers in and bulldoze the building down to the very last brick. And I really think that wouldn't be a bad idea. Just to say, you guys have been out of line for the last few years. You've been acting like a bunch of uh, socialist, um, jackbooted thugs, and this is what's going to happen. Or the brown coats. They're brown coats. We're not going to tolerate this. Yeah. Well, and and that's what I'm saying is is that it sounds the same thing in Israel. You know what I mean? It sounds like certain ideologies aren't been allowed or talked about and I don't know how the Jewish people are when it comes to speaking up about the issues within the schools or whatever. And I don't, you know, I don't know the constitution as well in Israel that I do here. Um but like I would think that there's been people speaking up mm-hmm. about these issues. They have been, but you got to un- understand the wokeism and we are experiencing it every day here is a very rigid dogma. Right. And and it divides the people in oppressor and oppressed. Uh, yeah, right. Victim and so, oppressor, yeah. So Actually, um, because um, we wonder why many of the American Jews, they are Democrats, they are liberals. Thank you. Okay. I've always wondered the same thing, um, especially I don't understand now. that either. Although we just saw a video of one of them, the one of the one of the leading. So he's a Jewish and he's ADL, right? The mm-hmm. ADL, mm-hmm. so American, Def- American Def- Defamation League, League, right? Who is the one that went after our uh, militia guys here in New Mexico, right? That actually defended the town, defended right. and did the right thing. Yeah. And they saved the life of that guy who was beaten on the other guy. They saved his life because he got shot. Mm-hmm. They saved his life. Now is that a is that a bad guy? Is that a terrorist to you? Then no, that's somebody who who is trained and understands the law of our land, Mm -hmm. right? But yet the American Defamation League, uh, the Poverty Law Center and all them went after him, right? Through Mm -hmm. the district attorney's office of Albuquerque here in New Mexico. And that district attorney is now the state district attorney, which scares me. Yes, because their ideology is there are only oppressors and oppressed. Yeah. So... um, some, they will give up their identity for acceptance, to feel accepted. To feel accepted, yeah. It's a common psychology. And so it, it, it's a lot of play on, on feelings, yeah. but it's, it's not fair. Now, in, in Israel, in universities, they also they have this leftist ideology like like here and they were literally trying to convince the israelis that they are the oppressors so next thing you you know they are trying to sing the kumbaya with with the with pal- palestinians the palestinians right. 
However, in the past week, I mean, there are yeah. So what's what is the vibe then in Israel? Yeah. So there are many with what's happening voices that they are rising for justice, like true ju- justice. But in the past week, literally each and every one Israeli, they put aside the politics, and for the past year or so, they have been. So at war with themselves I bet. over the the politics and the whole BB issue and the opposition. Yeah. It was a complete mess. And the country was so, so, so torn. Oh, wait, like we are torn here. Yeah. Um, however, yeah, with the atrocity of this war, everybody put aside the differences. Uh, the people, they are... Jumping in, they're helping without the government intervention or or instruction. Two hundred people in a neighborhood, they decided to get together and make sandwiches for for the soldiers nice. that are passing through. There, that's better. <laughs> and um, oh, um. One guy, he was supposed to get married on Tuesday. Mm. On Sunday, he left to 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 war. Mm. Be, before that, he told his bride, well, I guess we have to postpone the wedding. And she said, oh, heck no. I will be marrying you on t- Tuesday. <laughs> and guess what? She traveled to the base where he was. And they had a wedding. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So um, people, uh, the the soldiers, they are being so loved and so embraced. Everybody is united. It doesn't matter that you are left, center, right. Um, I don't know a squirrel. They all love each other. They well, are all. Together, that definitely goes to like what a lot of people have said about it being their nine eleven. You know, nine eleven. Yeah, you had a lot of left and mm-hmm. right, but you had the left still saying that it was fake attack and all this other stuff. So I, I don't know. Like, I'm glad to hear that though with with Israel. It's just I really hope this is a bigger change. I hope this is a bigger change in philosophy of some people and we we are seeing it you know in the left here in New Mexico well we're seeing Colorado. an awakening uh, among uh, some seeing, of the left it's like right, wow this is real say, the, like i said the american mm-hmm. defamation league the head of that definitely wrestling definitely wrestling and we're seeing other people wrestling like you're saying I mean, wrestling he, he even uh, criticized you know you listen to that that video he even criticized MSNBC MSNBC yeah it's like whoa okay whoa. wow all right and this is guy is a lefty mm-hmm. so one night one of the nights I'm watching the Israeli TV and um, there is this guy a guest in the show and he's trying to say something bad about the failure of the military to watch the border and how they allow to to ha- happen. Oh, next thing you know, he's being kicked out. Oh, good. The host kicked him out and he said, no, there is no time for for hate. We are going to get the answers 
later, but not now. You're not going to to create the the division. It was brutal. well, yeah. There was a woman soldier who who was an IDF that on social media who was saying, you know, how did they let this happen? And and right. trying to basically make up this thing like that it was all like a false flag. Which it's not. It is. I mean, it's just like, where is this coming from? So I'm these... like, don't you understand that? Uh, well, I was going to mention. So don't you understand that 100%. So security, if I work security, I work law enforcement, I've done protection services, mm-hmm. all this other stuff. I have to be right 100% of the time. I have to do my best 100% of the time. They only have to be right 1% of the time. Once. They only have to have one victory right against your client or whatever. So these people only need one entry. And that's it. It's over. So I'm I'm really tired of these people saying, "Well, it should have never happened." It was a strong border, and da 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 da. And I'm I'm like really sick of hearing that, even from some Israelis. I'm like, really, really. I mean, even if we made our wall here in America, let's say, it's still not going to be. They're still going to find a way through. Yeah. There's still going to be an entrance point. That's what police work is for, though. You know, and law enforcement. But you know, they're still going to get through. And I'm tired, this has been happening a lot, I'm tired of police, I'm tired of defense forces or whatever, being blamed, being blamed for that one time they got through. Well, how many years did they not get through? Can you not look at our record? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with George Floyd. The one time, and that, and if when you look at the whole footage, you find out, Derek didn't do anything uh, wrong. Yeah, it's questionable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's for questionable. Sure. Matter of fact, the camera angle that they used, there was another person with a with right. a cell phone right. from a different camera, from a different angle, camera that angle. showed that his knee was actually on his shoulder. On his shoulder, not, not his neck. Exactly. Yes, yes, but yes, yet, yes. no, that doesn't matter. Which is what he was trained to do. Yes, which, but that doesn't matter. And guess what? I've done no, that too. They I put my knee they on had his to shoulder. Make, they had to make an example out of him. I mean, should I did. be arrested now because I put my knee on the shoulder to hold a guy down because he was trying to beat the crap out of me with a shank yeah i mean oh oh i'm so now i'm the bad guy because i'm defending myself and i'm stopping him from harming me or himself and others in a tactical way do you see i'm getting at it's the same thing with israel how is it that they're getting blamed oh they should have got they had the best war. no come on you're telling me how many other wars have happened where surprise attacks have happened and they've been on the back foot and then got on the front foot. You know, we are, we are going to get these answers when the time comes. But right now, why focus in trying to get an answer? How did that happen? Right. When when there are so many dead, when rockets literally, my phone is about to explode here <laughs> yeah, because I have more the, alarms. The red alert. Right. Um. So. There is a bigger goal, a bigger fish to fry right now than try to figure out, oh, my God, how did that happen? Yeah. Well, and I'm like I said, the the past 10, 20 years, that's been the way it is. You know, even with 9-11, it was like, how did it happen? And I can explain, like, from step to step how it happened. And but you have a lot of people that are like, no, conspiracy, this, that. And it's it's like, no, I'm sorry. It just happens. They are smart. It's they they so, think it through. Right. It's so easy to sit behind the keyboard right. in your pajamas and cr- 
criticize, criticize yeah. the, the Israeli intelligence, the American intelligence, and, and others. How did they fail in this entire thing? How did they fail with 9-11? Right. And, and really, you, I mean, it's a legitimate question, right? The thing is, it happened. It's, right. It's reality. How do you... Is that really the how time? How do you move on? Right. And what do you do from this po- point on? I mean... Because most of the people have no idea of the background work that the intelligence... Um, Entities are doing across the, the well, yeah, world. You know, and, and America's being no, blamed on this too. Right. They have, <laughs> like, they have we, no idea how many incidents have been prevented. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We only hear. Well, here of, in America, the same what thing. already happened. Right. You only hear of, that's again, my point of being a law enforcement officer, you only hear of when we screw up or somebody screws up. You don't hear of all the things that I've done in my career that are amazing, that people would be stunned that I stopped or took care of, right? Nobody... Well, you know, Derek... Is that story out there? Because the news will never carry it. I know, because they they published one of my things, never got not a... Ounce. Well, Derek, it's it's the old it's the old adage that says that if it bleeds, it leads. Right. Like, people yeah. don't want to hear good news. People will tune out. I do. They want to see death and destruction and and, and and all of this stuff. That's just the way it is. You know, the one thing you know, we talk about how you know blame all the time. I think that if we do have terrorist attacks in this country, we we know where the blame goes oh, we, for that. This is easy. We have yeah. been allowing we've been allowing people them. to flood over our border over the last three years. That is clearly well, Joe think, Biden's fault. Well, and think about it this way, is they've caught Hamas and known terrorists at the border, and surprisingly. Mm-hmm. And I mean surprisingly, because the amount of people And those that are through. just the ones that have been caught. Right, that's what I was going to get to next, is also Chinese operatives that are known, or that they have, they were of army age, is what they, what they said. A lot of Chinese at army age all came in around the same time, and... You know, it was obvious they didn't speak much English, but they were obviously definitely defense force, right? It's a Chinese defense force. And so, or the Chinese, what do they call it? The Chinese Republic Army. But um, yeah, those are the ones that have been caught. Yeah. We don't know the ones that have gotten through. Well, it's it's kind and of... And they're, they're out yeah. there. Remember, they're, they've been called today, today, which is, this is airs tomorrow mm-hmm. on Saturday, but today is Friday the 13th. And, you know, it's the beginning of the day. Just saying. Right, and if you guys are listening on the radio on Saturday, listen to the replay of this show, I have no idea what's going to happen yeah, today. today. I mean, Hamas has called for a jihad on today. all of us infidels in America and all yep. over the world. Yep. So we don't know what's going to happen later on today. I hope nothing happens. I'm, I'm praying and hoping. You know, in the you 13th, know. actually, there's... It was... I was going to talk about it a little bit tomorrow, but um, the 13th has, you know, some interesting connotations. So, the 13th has good connotations of, like, you know, good fortune, actually, yeah, in yeah. the past, and, and yeah, but I it also that. has bad fortune because there was 13 disciples, and then it went down to 12, right? Um, so, that's where the 13 bag comes from. Well, that's going to be on but the like, continuum on Saturday in night. Arab- I mean, 
culture, it has nothing to do with it. It just happens that it's a Friday and the, the number, but for them it's actually important because it's the first Friday, which is their day of rest. Ah, uh, okay, so let's Since hold that thought. the beginning thought. of the war. Um, we're going to talk about that, and then I want to get into a little bit of the history of the region. I, I've got some interesting yeah, we- questions about that. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Have you been wanting to do a podcast but don't have a studio? We can produce your show here at Freedom Speak. We can even do commercials and PSAs. Your podcast here at Freedom Speak Studio would be complete with professional audio and video and we'll stream it to your favorite platform. All you have to do is show up and talk. We do the rest. For details, email us at becca at freedomspeaknm.com. Interested in getting your concealed carry permit? Perkins Protection Training offers state-approved concealed carry classes for both New Mexico and Utah, taught by a certified NRA instructor, local woman-owned and ran by husband and wife team since 2004. Individual coaching, ensuring every student learns according to their individual needs, complete with pre-class and follow-up tutoring. One-on-one, beginner, and advanced classes also available. Mention KDAZ for 10% off class. Call 505-238-1214. That's 505-238-1214 or on the web at PerkinsProtectionTraining.com. Are you a small business with unique skills that believes it can bring value to Sandia or our other national labs and would like to grow your national lab contract portfolio? Then listen up. Working with any of the national labs can be overwhelming. From the lengthy terms to the bureaucratic red tape, it can feel like these labs don't want to work with small businesses. Nothing could be further from the truth. They want and need exceptional small businesses to be part of their supply chain. I can help you. My name is Asa Bortz Johnson, owner of Sandia Consulting Group. I spent 10 years as a subcontract manager at Sandia Labs and can help you navigate the bureaucracy. My central objectives are to increase your firm's probability of winning a contract, minimize your administrative burden, shorten the time frame from proposal to purchase order, and maximize your firm's profit. Give me a call at 505-362-3499 or go to my website at sandiaconsultinggroup.com. Schedule your no-cost meet and greet to discuss how Sandia Consulting Group can support your mission. Freedom Speak. I'm your host, Becca Marie. I want to remind you, if uh, you want to check out replays of any of our previous shows, you can go to our website, freedomspeaknm.com. And also on there, you can not only listen to replays of previous shows, but you can also download my show notes. I do. I put a lot of work into... 
uh, researching and coming up with reference material for my show each week. I like to try to be as accurate as possible with everything I talk about. So the show notes, if you want to download them, you can. You can look at them, and it's got links to, to everything that we're talking about. So, and also, we'd love to get your calls. If you want to call in and you want to weigh in on the conversation, the number is 505-444-5059. If you're watching us live, phone lines are open. You can call in, and uh, we would love to hear from you and love to hear what you have to say and what you might have to add to the conversation. So, the other day, uh, Shirley shared a um, video with me from a guy that is a defector from Hamas. And he's speaking out about the situation over there. So I thought I would lead off with that. And I've got a little, if you're watching us live, you'll be able to see some video from this too. It's on um, Facebook, Facebook Reels. And so let me let you turn it up. (laughs) There we go. I got it. Okay. So let me... uh, Let's see. Play it, this, and hopefully that's going to work okay. Here we go. I take the floor on behalf of the UN Watch. My name is Musab Hassan Youssef. I grew up in Ramallah as a member of Hamas. I address the words to the Palestinian Authority, which claims to be the sole legitimate representative of the Palestinian people. I ask, where does your leg- legitimacy come from? The Palestinian people did not elect you and they did not appoint you to represent them. You are self-appointed. Your accountability is not to your own people. This is evidenced by your own total violation for their human rights. In fact, the Palestinian individual and their human development is the least of your concerns. You kidnap Palestinian students from campus and torture them in your jails. You torture your political rivals. The suffering of the Palestinian people is the outcome of your selfish political interest. You are the greatest enemy of the Palestinian people. If Israel did not exist, you would have no one to to blame. Take responsibility for the outcome of your own actions. You fan the flames of conflict to maintain your abusive power. Finally, you use this platform to mislead the international community, to mislead the Palestinian society, to believe that Israel is responsible for the problems you create. I take the floor on behalf... Yeah, so that's interesting. I like that. Yeah. I really like that. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, this and whole what thing, guts. Well, I mean, like the American left wants to blame the Israelis that's for what's a man. going on. That's what you call a man, right? Yeah. Somebody who's... Yeah. That's yeah. What you, to me, that's what you call a man. Yeah. Because that's somebody who's willing to stand up because, you know, he probably could be killed. Yeah. Right. They could assassinate him or something. Oh, yes. You know, he's putting himself out there in the international community at the UN. You know, that that takes a lot of courage. Yeah. Now, Shirley, you've got some Um, background on this guy, right? Actually, he was born to the Sheikh Hassan Youssef. Are you... He oh. he was the co-founder of Hamas. Oh, yeah. So this guy, he was born, raised, groomed. Oh yeah, and all of it into Hamas. Yeah, I bet. Until the nineties, where he was, uh, I think he's about fifty years old now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's um, an exer. So <laughs> early nineties, he was a uh, part of doing all 
kinds of stunts with his father and, you know, his family of Hamas. Right. And then he saw the the light. But how he saw the light, actually, he saw how the Hamas tortures the supposedly collaborators with Israel. Mm. This is where, actually, he learned how cruel they are. And this is when he decided, I must walk away. Now, in 97, he he defected to Israel and he got protection. And actually, he was the one that helped Israel capture his his father. Wow. So, yeah. This guy, I didn't know that. I know about Yusuf. I know a lot about that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's got a lot of balls. Yeah. What do you know what brought him to the light in a sense? Do you know what brought him what what made him what was that? He saw the Hamas members tor- torture other Arabs that they thought they collaborate with Israel and they oh, wanted okay. to find out what they said and how, how much and what they 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 know actually he wrote a, a book you can find the book um, I think it's still on on Amazon son of Hamas mm-hmm. um, the guy's name is Mossab Hassan Youssef and it's an excellent book. Now he did uh, left out a lot of the um, the detailed information of some of the operations that right, he was a course. part of for security re- reasons. Right. But still, it gives a great background and information on who Hamas is. One of our viewers here, Marianne, that I think we're all familiar with, she says, I read the U.S. Border Patrol has encountered 72,823 special interest aliens on America's borders over the past two years, many from the Middle East. Yep. Now, those are the ones that they're reporting. Yeah. Right. You know, it's kind of like... We don't the know the ones that like, slip through. Like, like drunk drivers. You yeah. know, somebody gets caught for drunk driving. It's like, well, that's the first time they've been caught. Right. But they've been How drunk driving for years, right. and, and they haven't been caught. Right. So, you know, you take that number, and I would have to say, I think I can safely say that if that's the number that they're reporting that they've encountered, mm-hmm. the actual number that have maybe come across the border could be, what, tenfold? Yeah. That's very possible. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, and that's why, like I said, I, I was a little concerned about today. I, You know, that's why... <laughs> oh, well, you know, I'm always carrying all the yeah, time. Yeah, that's why I'm carrying. And, you know, I've prepared some things just in case. I mean, I'm praying, for, you know, I always hope for the best. Yeah. I'm going to prepare for a worst, but I'm hoping that nothing happens. Well, that it's I, all just posh because they know they're on the back foot now. And I hope they're just like, oh, yeah, get them, get them. Because, like, you know, this is what we've seen before when 9-11, we saw them oh, on this day, on this holiday, we're going to attack, and then nothing really happened, partly because of our intelligence apparatus did maybe good work, and we don't know, and or that, you know, it, they just, it was all, again, to fear us into doing something their way. They're desperate. Yeah. 
And we also got to take into account that desperate people will do stupid things. Yep, yep, yep. You know, the thing I want to talk about is that they have, Hamas has called for a jihad. Yeah, jihad. And like I mentioned earlier, there are a lot of people in America that are Americans. That would jihad, That hate this country. Yes. I mean... Just look at all the people in the last caravan we did up to Santa Fe during our, our rally we had up there. We were just riding. I was on my motorcycle. A bunch of people were in their cars. We had American flags on our vehicles. And that was for the Pe- 2A yes, protest right. against the people governor. People driving by us, flipping us off yeah, because weird. they hate the American flag. Yep. They hate yeah, what they, it they don't for. know what you're driving for. If they, they just see know. the flag. They just yeah. see the flag and, and it's like, like, it triggers you. them. Yeah. Like, like, screw yeah. you. And they yeah. flip us off. Yeah. You know, so... There are enough people in this – there are a lot of people in this country that hate this country, Mm -hmm. that hate everything it stands for, and may very well act on something like this in which they're called to, oh, yeah, let's let's kill some infidels. Yep. You know? So I I would not – be I, I would I would be very observant today. If you're in a crowded place, if you for crying out loud, if you live in a big city, I would be very, very observant of your surroundings. Well balloon fiesta today. got me worried. Balloon fiesta. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Fortunately nothing's happened this morning, and that's usually when it happens. So nothing happened so yeah. far. So far. Yeah. But you know, it could be tomorrow too. You because know, of the eclipse. Yeah. Just Especially saying. since they what they and just, I'm thinking they on, disarm you at Balloon Fiesta, yeah, right? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. They, you know, because it's yeah. a public park, right? It's a public park. Last Friday night, nine million Jews they went to sleep happy uh, for Sabbath, for mm-hmm. getting rest, yep. for yep. rejoicing in in the holiday. It was actually Simchat Torah, S- Torah, yeah, which is um, they start to read the Torah from the. Right. The from the beginning, beginning. Uh, and that was the end of the high ho- holidays high just holiday, to wake yeah. up to what right well, is this a jubilee cycle i can't remember is yes. this a jubilee year mm-hmm. yeah that's right it's a jubilee year because like so the seven years you six years you plant and then the seventh year is a jubilee year right. you don't plant you you let the the land repair mm-hmm. itself for a year so let's go into a little bit of a history lesson. I think that's going to be a little bit fun. Well, about, I just segued you there. Yeah, <laughs> right. About the region. Okay, I was thinking. I, I made you know when I was preparing for this show over the past uh, few days, I, I wrote down a lot of questions and then I researched them all, and it's like I shared it all with you guys too. So I mean, uh, I think I think all of us know the story of how the uh, the Jews were liberated from you know ter- from the bondage in Egypt. And they set out. Moses led them out to the promised land, which apparently that journey took a long time um, because they were waiting for the uh, the ones that were uh, corrupt to, I, I think, to die off. And, uh, you know, I, I think that was part of the Lord's plan. That, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I think, too. So so the question I have is, and of course, this was thousands but of I years ago. But I also think it was to... It was to make not so much to get rid of the corrupt, even though that I like that. But, well, um, I mean, we've all seen the movie The Ten Commandments. Yeah, Ten Commandments. You know, they just he went up to yeah. up to the top of the mountain, and while he was there, they yeah, just got well, completely but, got out of control. Well, yeah, and, and they're making false idols, the and they're doing the all Bible. kinds of crazy yeah, stuff. Right, they're like, fornicating and partying, yeah. and yeah, everything but, they weren't supposed to do. But think about it, like really, the reason they were lost in the desert, right, is it was also to bring faith. Yeah. To make them rely on God, not to rely on 
the fornication and all this other old mm-hmm. gods. And because you got to realize they were in the society of Egypt for a long time, hundreds of years. hundreds of years. So yeah. they would have incorporated. Just like how they're trying to do it here in America to bring in wokeism in and make us incorporate it into ourselves. Right. Okay. So let's say that wokeism totally wins and we just start, but we hate it, but we have to be quiet. Uh-huh. We're going to adapt to it a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. We're adaptable mm-hmm. Good people. Point. Our yeah. minds mm-hmm. are going to be like, well, I hate it, but I'm going to have to follow the rules, right? So these are slaves. So guess what? They got to follow the rules. They got to, you know, they're going to try to refuse, but they're going to get whipped or killed, right? So, you know, a lot of, I think, that journey was to bring them back to faith, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but, yeah, a lot of them did wrong. I mean, really wrong. I oh, mean, yeah. yeah. You know, everybody says, well, God is such a mean God. And I'm like, no, I mean, look at how long he let them, he, I mean, he let them make their own decision. That's a great he part about it. gave them a lot it. of rope. Gave them a lot of rope yeah. that they hung themselves on, as yeah. we like yeah. to say. Yeah, yeah. And they hung themselves. It's not that they were mean or bad, you know, not that God was mean or bad. It's like, no, they were bad. Yeah. These people did terrible things. So, yeah, they, you know, when you see what they did, you, you kind of realize, yeah, maybe they should have gone. Yeah. You know? so, so the question I had, and Shirley had a great answer for this, I said, okay, so they they got eventually led to the promise, promised land. Right. Mm-hmm. And that was what you said five roughly five thousand years ago? Yeah. Yeah, a long time ago. So so the question I have now we hear about and, and you know, I've got this I did some research and but all these various countries have basically taken turns taking over that region. Yes. And it's like, well, what happened to the original Jews that were led to the promised land? Why didn't they build a great nation during they that did. period of they time? They did. Yeah. They did. So, so they did, mm-hmm. but but yeah, go ahead and tell, you know, share what you were telling with me. I found, I actually found it a little bit humorous. Oh, um, yeah, they were being sent into exile again after the Babylonians, they destroyed the second temple uh, why they did that because they refused to pay tax to the emperor and they were taken into exile so now they they, they were paying their taxes their regular taxes mm-hmm. but when it had to do with like the temple right they didn't want to pay taxes say in relation to the business of the temple so apparently right. back then they they apparently thought thought they had a need for a 501c3 corporation. Which exactly. Did not yeah. exist at the Those time. Those little capitalists. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and they were in exile in Babylon for a hundred years. So they, they then, were exiled again. That's where the story of Esther happens. And, right. Yeah. And yeah. Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. We did. Um, yeah, that's all during that time. Mm-hmm. And then they go back to... Israel, yeah. and they rebuild the temple, yeah. and then the Romans come, yep. and the Romans, they de- decided that it's not enough to tax the population, they wanted to take the money from the, the temple, yeah. and the Jews said, no, that's not going to ha- happen, and they were taken into exile again. They yeah. was this is how they got to to Europe, actually, and that was um, yes the Roman after they destroyed like, the temple, um, right seven uh, seventy AD 
right? That they destroyed the temple? 69. Or 69, yeah, yeah. 69. 69 AD, they just, the Romans destroyed the temple and, yeah, scattered the people. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, like she said, it went to Europe. They started going that direction, yeah. So they have a history But there was being... some Jews that stayed behind. I know yeah. that for a very long time there's been a family, some Jews that have stayed in that area under rule of other emperors and empires, like there, even the Ottoman Empire. There has been always a Jewish presence, presence yeah. in, in that area. Yeah. Under the Ottoman Empire, uh, they actually, they did quite well. They got yeah. along with the Arabs. In, yes, in the area, yeah. um, in oh gosh, nineteen seventeen, when the Ottoman Empire fell, yeah. the British mandate came. Yep, it's like why everybody wants that tiny piece of land. Yeah, it's like I was wondering about that. Everybody wants that tiny little piece of land. Well, it's the there folk- is something magical about it, you know, and just like Gaza. It just Gaza, I, I read, is literally about 25 miles long and about seven miles wide. Yep. yep. We're talking about a really small area. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's smaller than probably, yeah, it's smaller than the little states up in the northeast of the yep. United States. Yep. And I was talking about the other day how you can literally drive through four of those states in a single day. Yes, yes. I mean, you can drive across the entire Gaza Strip in less than an hour. Yeah. <laughs> About an hour, a little over an hour, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a prime real estate. With it's beautiful. Front. Yeah, it's a beautiful uh, place. The land is extremely fertile, fertile in, yeah. in that yep. area. It's yep. great for agriculture. Yep. However, um, in 67, when Israel, uh, I'm sorry, in 82, when Israel returned the Sinai to Egypt, yeah. They said, oh, we are giving Gaza too. And Egypt said, nope, we are taking the Sinai back. They didn't want the Gaza? I didn't know that. Gaza. They didn't want that. I I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that part. Because Israel was constantly pressured, you cannot be in in Gaza. Gaza. So they got the the opportunity and they said, okay, we are going to... Here you go, Egypt. (laughs) Because Israel was like, okay, we have the population here. What are we going to do with them? I mean, nobody wants them. They don't want to be a part of us. So what do we do? So in 88, they found a way, tried to bounce them to Egypt, and they said no. That's amazing. I didn't know that. Because, like, you know, that tells you a lot about, like, you know, don't believe the whole end of the world thing that's being pushed on the internet. Because, you know, I would say biblically, like I showed you that video, mm-hmm. I mean, not to say that Russia doesn't want to take over that spot. They want to be the next rulers and of Israel. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Russia is clearly wanting it all. What? Why do you think Russia wants it? I don't know. I think it's I, because it's a drive of theirs. Well, and look at it through Putin's eyes. He thinks we do a terrible job. Well, that, and and the British. <laughs> you might okay. you might so look you at, might make a good case for that. Well, right now we are yeah, because right. of Biden's ideology. Yeah. Um so Putin thinks we're doing a bad job. So he's probably going to go in there and would want to make not peace, but peace by a gun. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, by, it's, by the way, for you guys that are watching us, I'm I'm just gonna on the I'm gonna put on the screen a little map of 
So you get an idea of where everything is. Because, I mean, you hear about Gaza and Israel and the West Bank and Jerusalem. Well, I, I just put the map on the screen. Understand that that Russia is in Syria. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. a lot of Russia. They have a lot of forces there, just as much as Ukraine. Okay. Okay. They've actually had to pull some forces out of Syria to go to the Ukraine war. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and they are working with Libyan. Russia's always been pushing into Libyan, right? Um, and yeah, you see that little tiny red dot, that red strip there is Gaza. Gaza. Right. A little seven and mile then, by 25 mile. And then the West piece, Bank, which is disputed. Which but, is probably some great beachfront property, I'm Oh, thinking. it is. It's oh, pr- yeah. very beautiful there. I'd love yeah. to go there. If it wasn't all getting, you know, ward. Well, you know, I was, you know, I was talking about this with Shirley the other day. It's like, okay, they're so busy fighting. And I mean, I mean, even hearing that Hamas ripped up the the sewer line. Yes, to make missiles. So that they could make missiles. missiles. Water pipes, water pipes. Sewage is running through the streets. Yep, yep. And, and. And Israel had actually built up a nice infrastructure yeah, I was about in Gaza, to say, and they're realize, tearing it up so they can make missiles, so they just, can so they can kill Israelis. I was well, just about to say that's Israeli work there that they're tearing up to throw back. So yeah. as oppressors, Israel built infrastructure, infrastructure, infrastructure. Yeah. They buildings provided everything, everything. All they. I'm had telling you, if I got do, that handout, I'd be happy. <laughs> oh. um... Oh, now the world is upset because Israel cut the electricity and oh, water I know. To, right, that. to Gaza. Well, the water source the water is not working. actually comes from Israel. Yep. Israel is operating it yep. because they won't do it. Yep. They won't operate it. They won't the, build the infrastructure. They won't maintain the infrastructure. They won't maintain the electricity. This is Hamas's government, and which, like the, he said, is right. not a legitimate right. government. And this is these poor ha- Palestinians that yeah. we're always hearing about. You right. know? So it's like, They've oh, we're going to rip s- up your sewer system, or we're going to make a missile out of it, and we're going to bomb you with it. Right. And, that, and yeah. they're the ones that have made their poverty. you yeah. got to understand, they're the ones that have made their own poverty. It's not Israel. Israel's continued to try and... and like right. like she said, rightfully so that maybe they shouldn't have been, and you know these liberals got to stop trying to appease. Um, it's maybe it's time to push them out or tell them, hey, uh, there's another go. Uh, you can go live in the desert, beat some Bedouins, you know. Well, here's a question I have, and and this is something that I'm just kind of wondering where this is going. We've heard over the past couple of days about how now Israel has put together this temporary unified government. Mm-hmm. Now, haven't we seen so many times in this country nothing is ever temporary? Once they, once they, once they do it, it it's permanent. It never goes away. Just like when they make uh, ridiculous laws that they say are oh, it's just temporary, but then they never go away. Once they once they draw in some like power, they never want to give it back. Like our governor. Yeah, exactly. So I just kind of wonder what you know. Could this whole unified government thing in Israel be the end of? I don't know the end of elections as we know them. I mean, I mean, I I'm actually opposed to parties um, in general, especially from what we've seen because we've essentially in the United States oh, yeah. seen that what appears parties. to be a uniparty now. Yeah, and and party you know? like when I ran, so it it's was, an illusion. Yeah, when I ran, it was really difficult to run independently mm-hmm. because you have the two big parties. Yeah. That have all the money and the power. See, it's about control. Yeah. And so running as an independent is impossible. 
especially in state of New Mexico. Even though they allow it legally, we're allowed to have these mm-hmm. extra parties, unlike some states. Yeah. But um, but still, you know, what's the point of having other parties that have no money or no push or no power? So, okay, Bibi Netanyahu, we all know the guy, right? Mm-hmm. Right. He's the right-wing leader, right. He's to the put right-wing it in lead. easy ter- yeah. terms. Yeah. Then, the other guy uh, is Benny Gantz. He's a, um, a former defense chief, and he's the head of the centrist op- opposition. Right. Oh, yes. They- centrist opposition. So is it really is centrist, it? or are they more lefty, or No, what? they are centrist. Okay. They are, like, in, in the middle. Okay, oh, so yeah, they're, like, libertarians? there are two op- oppositions. Okay. So okay. there's, like, libertarians? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay, yes. so there is a libertarian party. Um, <laughs> Yay! So, no, I'm sorry. So he's the second one in this government. Okay. And then the third one is the Minister of Defense, Galand. Um, and the leftist opposition leader, Yair Lapid, he was left out. So he's he's out. Right right now he has no power, no say, nothing. Okay. So yeah, he's still he's still gonna try. So they still have an an opposition. I don't think And they're still gonna have an election. Right. I'm assuming. So I don't uh, there is no way it's going to stay like that um because they still have an an opposition. Even these two that they appear to be united now. Well, yeah, the, you know, the politics uh, us libertarians here too. We're very united with Republicans at the moment against against our governor, against what's going on. It's not really a party issue. It's like, hey, this need this ain't okay. So we've banded together. We've gotten into lawsuits together, and we're trying to do our best to unite. After mm-hmm. the tyranny of our governor, so yeah, no, I can understand that that would kind of happen after this event, you know. Yeah, so I I really hope the all this wokeism is going to go away because it's not. It's very surprising to me because the Israelis they are way too straightforward. They are brutal in in their words and in their actions. Right. They are. They are. Um, standing up for what they believe it's it's right, and suddenly, how would they? How do do they think any of this is is right? By the way, I just saw one of the alerts, and and actually, the Moshav, the little village where I used. Let's hold to that thought, Shirley, until live. then, until after the break. A okay. rocket fell. Okay. Um, we're going to continue that. I want to talk about also in the third hour, I want to talk about the whole thing with our border. I've got a great clip to play by Senator Ted Cruz that I, I want to play. So we'll be back. 